Hey, business building warrior. Welcome back to Silent Sales Machine Radio. I'm your host, Jim Cockrum, and we have a weekend update episode for you. As often as we can, we're going to compile some of the best moments from recent episodes, just in case you missed something, or if you want to be re-reminded of some of the greatest tips and strategies, some of those compelling, maybe emotional moments from some of the recent podcast episodes, some things that really get you fired up and motivated. Maybe you're going to work hard this weekend and knock out some good action on your business. Well, this is a great podcast episode to take with you, our weekend updates. These are short segments, little clips from recent episodes that you may have missed. Now, keep in mind, if you want to hear the full episode for anything you're about to hear, just check the show notes. Go to silentgym.com, find this podcast episode, and look for the show notes. We'll tell you exactly which episode each of our clips were pulled from. So you can go check out the full thing if you'd like. But in any case, thanks for being a listener to this show. Thanks for being a part of the, the growing community of people who enjoy and benefit from the Amazon and e-commerce training that we provide in this community. So one little reminder, all the great people you're going to hear today being interviewed, the discussions I'm having, they all have something in common. They are all students of the Proven Amazon course, the most established, most success-filled, most frequently updated, most cutting-edge Amazon training course that's great for anyone from brand new sellers who've never sold anything before online to some of the most advanced sellers you'll ever meet. They're all using the Proven Amazon course strategies or our coaching program. There's links to both at silentgym.com as well as a link to our free Facebook group where we've got, as I record this, over 71,000 members who are interacting from around the world using the strategies that we teach on this podcast and in our content. So let's jump into the weekend update. Thanks for listening. We'll have brand new episodes for you very soon. So keep listening, keep checking back. Enjoy the weekend update. Let's start here. And you may have heard me rant on some of these before. If you've listened to enough podcast episodes, some of these have come up on a repeat basis. I'll find plenty of good people out there. You'll find them who may disagree with me on some of these points. But again, this isn't gym opinion land. This is me coming at it from the vantage point of I've coached coming up on our team has coached coming up with 10,000 people over the past 20 years. I've been in e-commerce as the only source of income for my family for 19 plus years. I've seen a lot of things rise up and fall. I've seen a lot of good people fail. I've seen a lot of bad people rip off good people. I've seen a, a lot of things come and go. So when someone comes to me and says, I've always wanted to sell blank, fill in the blank, I know that they've got about a 5% chance of things working out in the end. Check back with that person three years later who said, I want to get into e-commerce because I've always wanted to sell blank. You know, my secret recipe, our family's you know, soap, our, you know, this item, this thing I'm passionate about. I like tennis, so I've always wanted to sell tennis rackets. Great. That's good. Businesses pop up all the time and do great things in the real world but they also fail the vast majority of the time. If you come at e-commerce thinking ahead of time, here's the product I want to sell. How can I stuff this idea into the internet and make money with it? And you've already know you're committed to your product. You're tied to this product. You're passionate, interested, been, you know, it's a hobby of yours, whatever. Your odds of success have been diminished 
tremendously. I would say you've got about a 5% chance of making it happen. It's going to require some things to just fall into place that are out of your control. And if you feel called and passionate and God's telling you to do it, hey, I'm not saying don't, but I am saying your odds of success are extremely limited if you're committed to the product before you learn e-commerce. It's just a fact. I've seen it play out over and over again. And never mind the fact that from my vantage point, why would you start off talking about what you want if you're launching a business? That's a terrible starting place. Nobody out there cares what you want. They just don't. Your customers don't care what you want. You know that great pizza place that you like to hit every couple of weeks with the family? You know, you order pizzas because it's really good. Do you happen to know if the owner thought to himself one day years ago, I love making pizza. I want to make an awesome pizza. Would it matter to you if he had that thought or not? I have a good point here. Does the owner... Now, I'm not saying they don't make a good pizza. That's not up for debate. They make an amazing pizza. I'm saying in the core of the owner's being, do you care if he started off years ago with the thought, I want to make a great pizza? You don't care how he got there. You don't care if he got there because he wanted to start a profitable business or if he got there because he just likes making great pizzas. And I'll tell you, the vast majority of the businesses that make it, it's not because the owner was passionate about that topic or that product. They were passionate about building a profitable business that served customers well. And to do that, they had to be the best. So to be the best, they became passionate about the process. They focused on their customers, not on what it is they've always wanted to sell. The most successful businesses don't focus on, what do I want? What's motivating me? Those are just not necessary questions especially not for e-commerce. The e-commerce landscape is all about testing small ideas until you find one that works and then doubling down on it and expanding from there and going after the profitable ideas that are presented to you. Serving customers well, happy customers, excited to pay you. You get passionate about the process at that point. You don't start off saying, I want to sell this product. That's a terrible place to start. If you're saying it, it means your journey is going to be 50 times harder than it needs to be. So don't start off saying, I've always wanted to sell this product. Start off instead saying, where are there underserved opportunities on the internet? That's what we teach in the Proven Amazon course, by the way. We teach you how to find and identify underserved listings on Amazon, where there's already potential, there's already buyers, there's already customers spending money every day. There's already sellers selling these items, but you can hop in alongside those sellers and sell to those eager customers who are buying products on Amazon all day every day at a nice profit margin for the people who are selling them. It's going to be a random assortment of items you're going to be selling. You can't come in saying, hey, I only want to sell this. That limits your odds of success. And again, as a reminder, I don't want you to walk away thinking, well, Jim told me if I have any of these thoughts in my head, I'm going to be a failure. Or Jim's told me I can't go after my business dream. That's not what I'm saying. I want to give you the highest odds of success. You can do anything you want. Obviously, this is just a podcast. I can't control your life. (laughs) But what I can tell you is after having observed thousands of people, there's some patterns that are arising. And I'll move more quickly through the other points I have to make today. But if you've got this thought in your head, your odds of success are lower. If you're thinking, I've always wanted to sell this. 
your odds of success are pretty low compared to, hey, I want to find a niche need in the marketplace and I want to meet that need. Now you've got a very high odd of success. Next, if you come to us and say, I just want to pay someone to do it all for me. I talked about this one a little bit already. That's a mistake. You need to learn the basic skills. You need to launch a business yourself. There's plenty of people very eager to take your money and do it all for you. But I've yet to hear of a mass success story. If anybody offers those services, I've seen the people say, hey, we'll set up a dropship done for you. You just get paid. You just pay us. We'll do all it. Find all the product, do it all for you. No, 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 no. Pay us, you know, five figures and, and we'll do it all for you. It just doesn't work out in the end. Just because they were able to do it for two or three people and they kind of show those people off doesn't mean they're going to be able to do it for the hundreds or the thousands of people that sign up and go, yeah, I'm in, I'm in, I want this. I've seen it go wrong so many times, I've seen it go bad so many times. We don't offer it. We never will offer it. Don't go for the, hey, we'll do it all for you sales pitch. You need to learn the system yourself. People even sometimes come to us and say, hey, I've heard that you have virtual assistants that you train to help your students find profitable inventory. How about we just start off right there and I'll hire one of them and then I don't have to learn how to do this stuff. We won't, we won't do it. <laughs> we will not give you one of our trained virtual assistants. Proven Replins VA is the website. Go to the website, provenreplinsva.com. VA stands for Virtual Assistant. Provenreplinsva.com. If you're already selling using the Proven Amazon course system, you understand what replins are, which is our system that we use around here, especially for new sellers. As you're doing it yourself and you want to save some time, have someone on your team that can do it with you, alongside you, absolutely a virtual assistant's a great idea. But we don't offer anyone the chance to just write us a check and we'll just take care of all the details and build it all for you. Nope, not going to happen. Because unless you're capable of running the business yourself and, and unless you know all the moving parts yourself, it's not going to work well in the end. And you're going to blame whoever introduced you to the opportunity in the end. We've seen it happen over and over and over again for 20 years. I've witnessed these companies. Now, if you want to make a whole lot of money and destroy your reputation and then run from your customers the rest of your life, yeah, offer a done-for-you solution. We'll do everything for you. Offer it at scale. Have a big launch. People will pour money into your bank account. Good luck ever delivering any value on what they've invested though. It's just a disaster waiting to happen. The next one is, I just need to find the right products. And this kind of sounds similar to ones we've already introduced. But sometimes people will even go through our training and they'll come back and they'll say, oh, I, need to I need help finding the right products. I just can't find the right products. You're not looking for the right products. That's not the game. That's not how you win the game. It's not about locating the great products. It's about finding underserved listings on Amazon. That's the strategy we teach here. That's what replens is all about. It's not finding great products. It's finding underserved listings on Amazon. What's an underserved listing, Jim? I don't understand. Let me talk you through it. An underserved listing is a product on Amazon, a listing on Amazon. Now, there could be, let's say, 40 different listings on Amazon that have the same exact product selling as a component of those listings. Recently, I've been talking about bags of marshmallows. 
So let's take a, your favorite brand of marshmallows. And on one listing on Amazon, it's a single bag for a dollar. No one's going to make any money selling on that. We skip it. We move on. Another listing on Amazon might be that same bag of marshmallows, but it's in a 12-pack. Another one might be a hot cocoa bundle kit. Nice mug, some hot chocolate, a spoon, whatever, right? It's all together. And it's a, it's a, like a you know, gift for a college kid, hot chocolate bundle pack. And it includes that same bag of marshmallows. You get the idea. That bag of marshmallows could appear on numerous listings. So if you come to me and say, hey, Jim, is this bag of marshmallows a good product to sell on Amazon? I say, you're not asking the right question. You need to look for good listings where that bag of marshmallow is sold. Are there any listings that are underserved where you can make a profit? So we start digging around. We look at that brand, we dig through Amazon and we find of the 80 places where that bag of marshmallows are sold on Amazon across all different kinds of listings, there's four or five of them that look pretty interesting. One of them might be a six pack that's marked up to a high price, but it has a lot of momentum. For some reason, that listing is ranked really well on Amazon. And when people look for that, those marshmallows and they want to buy a six pack bag, they're not doing the math. They're just grabbing them and there's some good margin there. You can buy these marshmallows for $2 a bag, let's say. So it's $12 of your product cost. And for $29, people are buying this six pack. You do the math, we show you how to do it. And you're like, oh, wow, I can make 4 or $5 for every bundle sold. So you look to see how many times a month that bundle sells, how many other sellers there are. Can I jump in there alongside them and make some money? That's finding an under served listing instead of looking for the right products. Remember the scary phrase I told you for this one was finding the right product. Finding an underserved listing instead of looking for the right products. Remember the scary phrase I told you for this one was finding the right product. I just got to find the right product. No, you got to find the right underserved listing. That's where we start our sellers out. So if you understand that basic difference, then take a seat at the front of the class because we can say that lesson a hundred different ways. And sometimes it just doesn't click with people. And I think it's because we come from a mindset, many of us, especially if you've been in e-commerce for a while, where finding a great product really was the game. I got to find it. I got to find something to sell. I got to find something I can buy for $5 and flip and make $30. I got to find it. I'm looking for that product, looking for a product. No, look for underserved listings on Amazon instead. And as soon as that makes sense to you, wow, you can just take off. There are great underserved listings all over Amazon, especially in the US market. We have many international students. This doesn't hold true globally for Amazon. It holds true in the US and somewhat in Canada and the UK. As well, we have many successful students who sell from home in, in Canada and the UK. But no matter where you live, you can set up a US-based entity and buy and sell replans in the, in the US right alongside the many, many of us who've built great businesses doing exactly that. So find the right product is a scary phrase. No, stop looking for the right product, please. Let the market demand. Let those underserved listings guide you into all kinds of exciting territory. And you hear us talk a lot, as a side note, you hear us talk a lot around here about replans. That's just one of numerous ways you can build an incredible business on Amazon. But it's where we start 99% of all of our students, especially if you're new. We are going to force you into that arena 
if you'll trust us, whether you like it or not, you need to go through the process of learning replans, learning to find those underserved listings. That is a tremendous opportunity where the costs are very low, which is kind of leads me to my next point, the costs being low. The barrier to entry is low. The learning curve is about as low as you're going to find on any viable opportunity online. That's what we kind of usher everyone into that arena if they're new to e-commerce. And even if you're experienced, we've got many people, you've heard them on our podcast on past episodes. They've been doing e-commerce a long time, never with any serious degree of success. But they discover replans and they just take off and they love it. They call it things like the best opportunity I've ever seen, the easiest to understand opportunity I've seen online. I'm tired of all the shiny object projects and courses and trainings that I've taken in the past. I'm all in on this replan thing, building beautiful businesses. You can go back and listen to those episodes. We've got hundreds of them. I've been summing it up this way lately. What's it cost to get into Amazon replans? You got to pay for your Amazon account. It's going to cost you about $30 a month. Get a pro account. Then you got to pay for the proven Amazon course, around $30 again. So you're up to $60 a month now. And then you got to buy some inventory just a few units to test. You're going to need Keepa. If you don't know what Keepa is, go listen to podcast episode 369, where I tell you why you need Keepa. Costs you $25 or so a month. That's it. You're up and running. You're off to the races. If you can't afford those expenses, you need to flip a few things on eBay or Facebook Marketplace, sell a few extra things around the house, or you don't have anything to sell, still got a creative idea for you. Tell your neighbors, hey, I'm going to be selling some products online. You have anything you want me to sell? I'll split the process with you. I'll split the proceeds. I'll take care of all the details. Take the picture, list it on Facebook Marketplace, which costs you nothing. List it on eBay, which costs you very little. And sell a few things. Accumulate a little bit of cash. Now you can start to build a beautiful business. It doesn't take money to make money online. It just doesn't. You can start off very, very inexpensively. And we see people all the time in our community take those steps. If you do have a little bit of funds, you don't need to give us thousands of dollars. We have people call us up sometimes or you know, send us a message and say, hey, I, I've only got $5,000. I've only got $10,000. I've heard people say, I've only got $70,000. <laughs> you don't need... What should I do? They ask. You don't need but a few dollars of that to get rolling. Now, if you want to work one-on-one with one of our coaches, that's the highest end investment we've got. That costs a few thousand dollars, but that's one-on-one attention from our team. That gets you an individual assigned coach. That gets you a reactive coach that you can text and interact with anytime. It gets you access to our core team helping you. And we say, we're going to work with you until we can get you where you're trying to go. It's not for everyone, but you don't need it to succeed. You can hear numerous podcast episodes, this show, Scroll Back in Time, numerous people who succeeded without ever using our coaching, numerous episodes. And we have a lot of people who'd used our coaching and build amazing businesses too. But the point is, if you think it takes money to make money and that's what's got you thinking you can never do this, that's a toxic thought. It's not true. We've got numerous examples of people that started with very limited funds. I mean, recently we had uh, a chiropractor on our show, Josh, Dr. Josh, started with $200. Now he had more money than that, but he pulled $200 out and said, I'm going to only use these $200. That's it. He got going using our free content, bought the proven Amazon course once he could afford it out of his investment, bought coaching once he could afford it out of his investment, ramped up quickly. He's built a beautiful business, paid off tens of thousands of dollars of student loan debt. And he's looking to go full-time into this and slowly tapering away from being a chiropractor. 
that's an episode, a recent episode on this podcast. One just recent example of many, many, many people who spent a few dollars and then learned as they earned and used those earnings to ramp up slowly. We're huge fans of slow and steady wins the race. Slow, steady progress in the right direction. It's biblical, it's scriptural, it works in the real world. Slow, steady in the right direction is so much better than pouring a bunch of money into something and hoping it works out fast, which is actually one of the points that I'm going to make here towards the end of this episode. You remember one of the scary phrases I said was, I need this to work fast. That's scary to us around here. And I'll explain why. I'm so proud of the fact that we have people in our free Facebook group, for example, 71,000 of us there. There's a link at silentgym.com. There's a link in the show notes for this episode. You can jump in there and scroll through a whole bunch of success stories from our students recently and older going back in time. And these are real people. They attend our live events. You can meet them in person. You can see who lives near you in an area code near you, zip code near you and, and connect with them and go to lunch if you want. Masterminds form is for, very organic, very open. We're not hiding our students from each other. We're putting them all in one big group where they can interact with each other and talk openly all day, every day. And they do. It's one of the most active e-commerce Facebook groups on the planet. A positive, reassuring, validating group of people who are doing this stuff. Is it all sugar-coated? No. Do we delete people when they have challenges? No, of course not. We help them tackle those challenges. Every day we have people popping in and saying things like, hey, it's been going great for eight months, but wow, today I just hit a brick wall. This is scary. This is, this is so terrible. I can't believe what just happened. Somebody help me out here. We get those posts constantly and we help them and we leave them up so people can learn from them and search our group later. We're not sugar-coating anything. So if you can't find the group of people who are very transparently doing the business, talking about it with each other as a result of some of the content you're watching on YouTube, then you don't want to be listening to that person on YouTube. It's just, it's not going to work out well for you. You're going to end up in a dead end. They're just luring you into their sales funnel and they're going to try to sell you something pricey at some point. So yeah, YouTube's great. There's good stuff out there. If you're trying to learn e-commerce, absolutely. You're going to pick up some good, some good hints and tips and tricks. But be very, very careful before spending money. Make sure that you're spending it on someone who has validated and proven that they're worthy of your hard-earned investment and that you can hang out with a group of people that they've served well over an extended period of time. If they're new to all of this, be very, very cautious, please. The companies that rise up and fall super fast because they have a success. I've seen this happen. An Amazon seller has a big success. They put that success out there online. They start teaching other people how to do it. And then it all crumbles and falls apart about six months later because building a business on Amazon is completely different than building a business of educating others how to do what it is you just did and making sure that you're paying time and attention to those who are willing to take you seriously. The payment structure, how you pay your coaches, how you build your training programs. Again, we've been doing this 20 years. I've seen dozens and dozens, probably at this point, more like hundreds of companies kind of come and go based on one person's success. And they think, well, that qualifies me to teach a whole bunch of other people. And it just doesn't qualify you to be the leader of an educational community. It's a difficult business model, really is. Maybe we make it look easy. That's great. But it's because we've made a bunch of mistakes over the years. So YouTube, yeah, love it. But please proceed with caution. Please use wisdom and discretion on who it is that you jump in with. 
Next, anyone that says PM me for details, send me a personal message, send me a note and I'll fill you in. This happens in our Facebook group. We actually have a rule against this. If someone in our Facebook group says, hey, I'm enjoying this discussion, but why don't we jump over here and have a private conversation where I can sell you my private $8,000 coaching program? Please report them to us. We don't allow that. If they're good, we're going to bring them on our team. If they've been around a while and earned our trust, we're going to invite them onto the stage. We put all kinds of great leaders on the stage. The thing that they have to have to be a leader in our community to get on the virtual stage, create content, create uh, some kind of training, speak on stage at one of our live events. Maybe the thing they have to have is success that we've verified using the stuff that we teach. And then they have to have a teacher's heart. They have to truly be other-oriented. We take that vetting process very seriously. So if you're in our Facebook group or another group somewhere, and someone's like, hey, PM me, I'll fill you in on what I know please proceed with caution. Again, use the same test I just gave you with the YouTube experts that you're listening to. Do they have a community of many people that they've helped over an extended period of time who are discussing all day, every day, people from around the world, the strategies that this person is telling me about? If not, please don't give them any money. Please gently escort them out of your life, out of your inbox, block them on Facebook, kiss them away and hang out with other people who have earned over a period of time your trust by serving many, many other people with what it is that they're trying to train you on. So send me a personal message for details. Yep, that's a bad one. Situations like Carolyn, who was homeless, running from an abusive husband with her kids in tow, had very little money or resources, sold her kids used clothes on eBay to save a few dollars, bought the proven Amazon course as a Valentine's Day gift to herself from a homeless shelter. (laughs) Yeah, is your story that bad? I don't think it probably is. And now she's built a beautiful business and she's one of the great leaders in our community. If you wrote a book about it, if you want to read it, it's called From Homeless to Homeowner, Carolyn McFall. Go look it up on Amazon. Are you in that position? Because if not, you can dig yourself out. And there's people who could, who could very well be in much worse situations than that. And you can dig yourself out, but we're not going to charge you a bunch of money. And had Carolyn come to us and told her her situation, she didn't. Had she, we would have done what we could to help her for sure. Given her a discount or let her spread it out over a couple payments or something, but she paid full price. She saved up and she didn't tell us anything about her story till she was winning again. Good for her. Love that story. One of the challenges that no one has solved until today with that model is, hey, you're going to have some returns. Where do the returns go? What's the return? Okay, I'll, let me explain that real quick. Let's say you send in all of your items for sale and some customers buy some of these units and rather than being happy, they decide they don't want the product and they send it back to Amazon. What does Amazon do? They send it to you. Where are they going to send it? If you're looking to have an automated business, you don't want these boxes piling up on your front porch or in your garage. So we talked through that today, the solution that Will has. And just to jump to the good part of the story, you can go to silentgym.com slash returns and they have a process set up now where they'll receive your returns on your behalf, sell the items on eBay and send you a check. Pretty cool concept. It's working really well for a good number of coaches and leaders in our community already, including some guests that you've heard recently on this podcast. I remember maybe my first month or two of sourcing, I didn't find a single product, not a single one. And that was really disturbing. But, you know, and I think I had kind of a coach in Shira 
that was partly what was so encouraging about it was her telling me, you know, I know you're smart. You can do this. This isn't rocket science. And so I just kept plugging away and I kept storefront stocking and I, you know, I kept using Keepa and shopping sales and using Rakuten and whatever it was. And I found my first product and, and that was incredible. And, you know, I remember doing all the prep work at first and I, I remember all the beginning stuff and I just remember it all being very overwhelming. But I just kind of kept plugging on, kept looking at the material, and I started to make some money doing it. And it was incredible. And at first, it was, you know, wow, I sold $500 this month. And that was incredible. But as I kind of continued doing it, maybe in my fourth or fifth month doing... And and my models has always been online arbitrage. I haven't had the luxury of having a garage to store anything or anything like that. So it's been strictly online. But I remember probably my fourth or fifth month into doing online arbitrage, I I hit 10 grand in profit in a month. And it started to kind of change things. It was pretty shocking to see that, wow, I can make a really, really good income on the side and work for 20, 15 hours a week doing it. It was incredible. And that was 10K net profit. Exactly, 10k uh, net profit. Uh, what uh, was your sales? Do you have to remember? I don't. Probably around forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars in revenue. Right. Yeah. Um, and it was a lot of replens as well, which is the really exciting part about it. I would kind of stumble on these brands that I could pick through their catalog and, and find things to replenish. And I'd love to talk more about that because that's kind of my, I guess. Not secret sauce. It's not secret, nor is it a sauce. But I think something that I do somewhat well is finding really high ROI replens. Uh, that's obviously through the help of the course. But I mean, it started to just get really exciting. And it was a consistent 10,000, 8,000, 7,000, 9,000 in profit a month. And I said, wow, I can work the job I love and still make great money and still be in college and still hang out with my friends and still do the things that I want to do but also feel good about where I'm headed financially. So that's, that's, I guess, my feel on how I got started. I do want to dive a little bit first into, you know, you started to call it your secret sauce, but it's not really a big <laughs> secret. No. How are you finding these replans? You talk us through that to the uh-huh. best way you can. What was your strategy there? Because a lot of people are going to be interested in hearing that as well. Absolutely. So I guess the main strategy for it was a lot of keep up product searches. and. Again, it was the specific brands that I would stumble onto with specifically stock issues. So what that looks like is, you know, there's three months of this product selling for let's say sixty dollars, and there's twelve sellers on it, and maybe they're selling it somewhat profitably. Maybe Amazon's on the listing and they're not selling it profitably. And then there's a two month period where no one's in stock, and you see those blips on the keeper graph. You know, where it was selling for $60 and then, oh, there's a blip where it's selling for $125. Wow. And as you see Amazon go out of stock and as you see other sellers go out of stock, you see that price just skyrocket. And, you know, there'd be a year long keeper graph where I'm looking at it and I'm seeing, you know, two months of stock and then it being out of stock and then three months of stock out of stock and then one month of stock out of stock and started to kind of say to myself, why don't I just play that graph? You know, why don't I stock up a month into be it being completely in stock everywhere and then kind of see what happens. Mm-hmm. And so that 
I guess is, is how I think I have been able to make a certain amount of profit and do it on only a certain amount of revenue is because some of the products that I was selling were 180% ROI products, right. replens. Um, right. And that, that stuff was just absolutely incredible. I mean, I had one product in 2021 that I made 15 grand on. One single product. And that's obviously the home run, right? Not every product that sells anywhere right. close to that. Um, yeah. The brand to read Keepa is invaluable. And there's so many new ones. We've actually got a, a new course coming out. Well, one I'll start here. One of the modules inside the Proven Amazon course, dozens of modules in there. One of them is yep. Advanced Keepa Training. Teaches you how to storefront stock, which you mentioned yes. a little earlier. That's something you've done, which is just, mm-hmm. hey, what are other sellers selling? Is any of that stuff mm-hmm. I could sell profitably? And you systematically kind of pour through. Well, we've got nine new Keepa strategies coming and it's our advanced Keepa training part two. And that's coming soon. You'll hear me talk about it more on this podcast, but there's just so many creative ways to use Keepa as you dig into it. And for those who don't know what Keepa is or why we're talking about it so much, go listen to podcast episode number 369, 369. I really dive deep into what makes Keepa special. It's costing a little over 20, 25 bucks a month, something like that. Mm By far the most powerful tool. So for those listening to this today, like Kipo, what are you talking about? Yep. Please go listen to that podcast episode. Absolutely. I don't make any money referring people to Kipo. You can use our affiliate link. Maybe we'll stick it in the show notes. You can find it with Google if you want. But it's a great tool that does things that no other tool in the industry, including the ones that charge four, five, six hundred bucks, are doing. Mm-hmm. Some of those tools that charge that much money that have Kipo's functionality have just bought Kipo's data feed and integrated it into their tool to make them look good. Yeah. All you need is Keepa, man. And one of the things I wanted to point out too, Will, you were talking about how you know stuff goes out of stock. Uh-huh. And what happens when something goes out of stock is that product rank starts to drift higher and higher and higher. Mm-hmm. So the product that used to be ranked, say, 100,000 in its category Absolutely. is now ranked 200, 500, 800,000. So mm-hmm. if people are just to look at the product rank and try to make a decision based on that, you're making a horrible decision because that's a snapshot mm-hmm. in time. I go look at that product today. It's ranked 800,000. Man, mm-hmm. waste of time. I don't want to invest in that thing. Uh-huh. Well, that's because you're not looking at the history. Keepa allows Absolutely. you to look at the history. This thing was ranked 100,000 a few weeks ago when people had stock. And mm-hmm. then everyone sold out at a nice high profit. So you can start to read those kind of things and make really good decisions and build this beautiful model, which is exactly what you did. I mean, in your in your part time, in your own words, putting ten, fifteen thousand dollars a month in the bank plus, yeah. that's beautiful. And and so you said you were a full time. Did you say had a full time job this entire time? Uh-huh. I had a full time job, and I was in college. Um, I did college online, and again, one of the parts of arbitrage that I love more than anything else was just how you could do it from anywhere and. Yeah. and I could still hold down a 60-hour work week and, and also do arbitrage. But If you got internet, take your job yeah, anywhere. Absolutely, you really can. And, and what you're saying about Keepa, I mean, I couldn't, couldn't agree more. It's, it's incredible and it's a bargain for $20. And with the advanced search part of the, part of the service, I mean, that's, you know, there's so much stuff you can do with that. A lot of it was searching for buy box suppressed stuff because you know that the price has gone up. That's how the algorithm works. Once it goes up a certain certain price, then they suppress the buy box. So you know if you can find those products, you're most likely going to be able to sell them profitably. Um, yes. Amazon thinks... And it cracks me up that Amazon does this. Whoever uh-huh. decided to do this one day at Amazon... <laughs> come on, dude. <laughs> but Amazon, in its infinite wisdom, decided that if a price of a product starts to drift higher than we like, 
Mm-hmm. We're going to remove the ability for people to put that into their cart easily. Yeah. We're going to make them click an extra button to buy it. Uh-huh. Like that somehow punishes the seller. Right. I don't know. I don't right. like, it's like destroying the customer's buying experience helps mm-hmm. somehow to lower the price. I don't understand what the thinking is. Uh-huh. But those suppressed buy box list, listings, like you just said, suppressed buy box, meaning the buy box just kind of vanished and now you got to look for it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Those items are still selling at a really Absolutely. good price. So you they look are. through Keepa for buy box suppressed listings, which is a searchable uh-huh. function of Keepa, and you can go find it. it. Is. is this something maybe I could go find and sell against? Right. Uh-huh. So once you understand these decision points, you can start to take a lot, if not virtually all, the risk out of your inventory purchasing decisions. Yep. That's the replen strategy, man. And it sounds like you really dialed it in uh, and understand it at a good level. Yeah, it's 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 been incredible, and I think it, you know it's kind of what you're saying. I think as a new seller, I was scared to touch a variation listing. I was scared to touch a listing that was buy box suppressed. I was scared to touch a listing that didn't meet the buyer sales rank. That Maybe I the Amazon was. was selling on it. Like, oh no, exactly. Like, I'm I'm so too much, afraid to. Sell. <laughs> yeah, there's there's so many things like that, but mm-hmm. a lot of times that's where the that's where the money is. You yeah. know, the the buy box suppressed and and the because other sellers might not touch those because of that. There won't right. be as much competition, you know. If 30 million people are selling Sephora moisturizer, it's just not going to be that profitable anymore. Um, and so, I think that was that was part of it. Was I think uh, I was just able to find some products kind of off the beaten path, so to say. And, and again, and, and, and once you find one product of a brand that's doing well, mm-hmm. you search that whole brand. You keyword, you dig deep as if you were a shopper, just type that brand into amazon.com mm-hmm. like you're shopping. What else is being sold here? Are any of those good replens that I could sell against? It's unlimited. So Absolutely. I can totally relate to the new students in our community who say things uh-huh. like, I can't find anything. Like, I, I get yep. it. I get it. Mm-hmm. You're used to the Easter egg hunt models. You're looking for a good product, and those are the thoughts you're having. Mm-hmm. Once you understand and see the world through a replens lens, there's unlimited products out there. And it's not looking for products. You're looking for underserved listings. Mm-hmm. And that's once you once that sentence makes sense to you, I'm looking for underserved listings. I'm not looking for profitable products. Mm-hmm. That switch flips and suddenly they're everywhere. A handful of them are now taking advantage of a service you guys launched. Talk me through that, how you kind of stumbled into it and or drifted into it, and then how it's going and what it does. Absolutely. Yeah, so the business started in partnership with some of the folks in my OA mastermind group. And you know, these are some people that have been on the podcast and have been around and, and are kind of respected in, in this community. And there just seemed to be this, this need. And some I coaches on our team, me. even. Yeah. Exactly. And I can say this for me personally that I was tired of filling up my closet with returns that I was getting from Amazon, or the box was slightly blemished, or I got restricted after the fact or an IP claim, or you know, whatever it was. Again, I was selling great on Amazon, but there are always those you know, couple listings that they just... You know, you take a bath on them. That's just part of it. Well, let's spend a little more time there. Just we have, People are super clear on what we're talking about. So uh-huh. the, the replens model that we teach means you're going to be selling a handful of a bunch of different products. Absolutely. Quantity of 5 or 10 of... Is say a thousand different products, and as some mm-hmm. sell, you will get more. That's the people who are running like the six-figure businesses per month in our community, selling six figures oh. a month. They've got maybe five hundred, eight hundred, a thousand different products in their mm-hmm. quote catalog, 
And they're selling maybe one or two or three a month of ETF, several of them, a handful per month of others. But because there's all these random products, you're going to get returns. If you sell on Amazon, you're going to get returns. They are coming Mm -hmm. somewhere. Amazon says, hey, where do you want us to send them? It's going to happen. If you're selling shoes and clothes, it's going to be a little higher. right? So that's just the reality of this business. So what are you going to do with them? Like you just said, you can flip them back and send them back in if they're still good. But if they're not, what are you going to do? So that's the problem you guys start solving, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And and it's been the response has been incredible. And and it, it you know, it really is just a a problem that uh because we were talking about the OA lifestyle and how that's it's so incredible, even you know, how much of it you can outsource, you can have someone else do your prep, you can have someone you you have a VA, whatever it is. But through you know, talking to some of these people in, in my Facebook group, it became clear this is kind of that one hiccup, you know. Lee and I were talking and she was and she said I could talk about her on, on the podcast and, and she was saying, you know, every time I go to a trip, I have to pay my next door neighbor to come and take the packages off my front porch. Um, and it, <laughs> because it's just, she's selling at such a high volume of OA. Uh, yeah. And she doesn't touch her inventory. No, I want to be clear. You know, she's the one who put together our OA Simplified course, which mm-hmm. OA Simplified.com. OA stands for online arbitrage. Don't want to get too ahead of ourselves with all those acronyms. Uh, OASimplified.com, you'll see Leah and Jessica mm-hmm. put that course together. They don't see or touch their inventory. They have virtual assistants, shopping online, placing the orders, uh-huh. six-figure a month in sales, beautiful systems. That course is now part of the proven Amazon course collection of modules. But you just said she's got a bunch of stuff on her front porch that neighbors have to come get. Absolutely. How's that happen? She's not seeing or touching her inventory. What are we talking about? Just to remind, I know the answer, but like... yeah. People might be asking, like, what? I thought she didn't see or touch her inventory. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I I think a lot of prep centers out there don't want to be your return address because they don't want to deal with, uh, you know, this trickle of Leah could get 60 returns a month. Let's just use her as an example. They don't want to touch with that. They don't want to deal with it. A lot of prep centers will say, we are not going to be your return removal address. We can't do that. That's Um, not what they specialize in. Exactly. It's, It's not their thing. And so those returns and removals, We'll go back to your house is what will happen. And a lot of the people we've seen are, are saying, I mean, thank God you're here. Like I'll have a basement again. Mm-hmm. Because it, it stacks up. And, and to your point, when you know a certain person is at a certain level, it's not profitable for them to touch those products just time-wise. It's just yeah. not. Yeah. And, and it becomes a, a big burden whether you're getting 15 returns a month, 10 or 300. It's an pile, incredible... Pile stack. And I'm just remembering a segment of the, that interview that I had with Leah... You can go uh-huh. see this interview. It, it's posted on the oasimplified.com page. It was a podcast episode. I think it's the most recent one I had with Leah because she's been on the show a few times. She's a coach on our team, a great leader in our community. Mm-hmm. But she references, she said, if I just turn my monitor this way, you guys would see a big old stack of returns. I got to figure out what I'm uh-huh. doing with those. She said, I, I'm not worried about it because I'm making a lot of money. I'm net positive. Yep. But these returns, I've got to figure this out. You know, I'm going to have to sell them on eBay or something. We even kind of yep. joked about like, yeah, you're going to have to spend a whole Saturday listing that stuff on eBay at some point. <laughs> exactly. That, yeah. that was kind of the conversation. <laughs> uh, and, and one of the observations I want to make about this community is I've had a front seat now for coming up on 20 years to the way this community works. Mm-hmm. Success creates challenges. Those challenges create more opportunities for mm-hmm. more people to step into leadership roles and solve those challenges. And now we've got even more success, which creates more challenges, which opens up the opportunity for more leaders to step in, use creative solutions and specialize 
And just watching this kind of ripple out. I mean, the whole concept of a prep center, maybe I should just make sure everyone understands what that even is. Mm-hmm. But that came out of this community, the first prep center. I mean, this, we're talking 12 years ago, <laughs> the first prep center where someone said, and it, you had to take a minute to explain to people what you were talking about at that time. It's like, no, you don't have to ship the stuff to your house when you buy products online. You can ship it mm-hmm. to me and I will take it out of the box and slap labels on it, send it into Amazon for you. It's like, oh, uh-huh. that makes sense. Okay, I get that. Like it was a new concept. Now there's hundreds of them. Right. But these prep centers don't offer the service that you're talking about today, Will, to my knowledge. Maybe some of them will start and that's great. You know, there's there's a bunch of sellers out there, but you guys are the first ones to step up and say, hey, yeah, we'll take your returns. Uh-huh. We'll, yeah, handle, and I, we'll, we'll turn them into money as best we can and, and, and share that money with you. Exactly. And that's, I think that's what sets us apart because, you know, I think the alternate to dealing with your returns is your nearest goodwill, getting a lot of shoes and clothes every month. Um, Yard sales and... Exactly. List them on eBay yourself, Facebook Marketplace yourself. Uh-huh. I mean, those are options, but that's just, you know, it's tedious. And if you're looking to try to truly automate and put your business in your pocket mm-hmm. into where you want, when you want, you know, what are you going to do with that pile? Absolutely. And, and that's, you know, I think that that's really where our bread and butter is because, you know, we'll list it on your eBay account and fulfill it on your eBay account. Um, it's, it's, complete, it's a completely hands-off product process, you know, our client changes their return removal address to our prep center. If it goes back in Amazon, then great. We send it back in. If not, list it and fulfill it on eBay. It's not something that someone has to be involved with whatsoever. And, and it's it's really just a way to recoup money on on the because it's what you're saying, you know, it, it's I think it's incredible to try your products first. And yet if you have a thousand products in your catalog, you know, maybe five percent of them are going to be bust. And that's okay. You're still going to be making great money, but it's a lot better knowing when you're going to source that, all right, worst case scenario, let's say I get retroactively restricted on this product or gated or IP. I have a way to recoup my money. That's not just an absolute zero. So I think that's that's really kind of what sets us apart. Your returns aren't zeros or losses. Yeah. You, know, you, you can recoup some of that. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentGym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.